This is a bonus episode of Decoding Fox News, and I'm your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. Now, why am I having a bonus episode? Well, (laughs) I could just laugh for 20 minutes. If you have a pulse and you are anywhere near media, you probably know any source of media, radio, television, Twitter, anything, that Donald J. Trump, our former president, was criminally indicted in New York City. Now, let me just start the first clip to get a sense of how my Thursday went. So, it's The Five, which is the show that comes on at 5 p.m. And about midway through, this happened, and I'm just going to play the whole clip. Here we go. To break in with this Fox News alert here, uh, we have just gotten word <gasps> former President Donald Trump has what? been indicted hmm. by a grand jury in New York. Trump was on one party hunting another. The thing is, what, they, what, what they've, the risk is, they just made this guy bigger than politics. He is officially going to be a folk hero. Did Democrats just indict a former president over sex? Because we were told during the 90s that it was just sex and it was just a private deal. And it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I feel bad for the guy. He didn't even really have to be president. He had a lot of money. He had a great life. And he decided to run. He won. He got in. They took him down. And now they're trying to nickel and dime him for a private agreement he made with a woman, what, eight years ago? It has nothing to do with politics, wasn't paid with through campaign funds. This is a disgrace. And I think it takes about a week to get the logistics in. So he'll come up and he will get fingerprinted and they'll get a mugshot. And then they'll plaster that mugshot all over the country for the next two years. A major rally around the flag feeling. I'm starting to feel it right now. I'm angry about it. I don't like it. The country's not going to stand for it. And people better be careful. This thing opens up a whole Pandora's box here. And I don't really think the left understands what they're getting themselves into. This country is already teetering. You have people that feel rightfully persecuted just for being conservatives. You have people locked up under bogus charges. This was a very controversial election. This was a controversial president. People's speech has been censored. There has been a lot of bogus charges that have been flying around recently. And this, of all things to do on a charge about this small that no other prosecutor is even considering bringing, really lights a fire under this country where we really don't need it. So that voice that you heard at the top that made the announcement was Sandra Smith. And she's normally a legitimate, like, news reporter on Fox News. She doesn't normally do the five, but she was sitting in. And she got to make that call, and it was just shocking. You heard people, I kind of clipped it a little bit there for space, but right after she said that, people audibly gasped. It was (gasps) like that after she said it. And then Jesse Waters was the one that I clipped the most because he was the most emotional. Isn't that ironic? Hold, I'm surprised he didn't break out into tears. He was just on the brink, and it gets worse. So that was how the night started. Now, before I keep going, I should briefly give a shout out to my sponsor, the people who pay, help, help pay for this podcast, and that's the Townite Center for News Integrity. 
at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. This project is funded via a grant and from support from listeners and readers. And if you'd like to support this project, you can go to my Patreon for Decoding Fox News. I had a bunch of new Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. You can also become a paid subscriber at my Substack for Decoding Fox News. Um, I sound a little different if you're a regular because I had to swap out a microphone due to a broken cable due to a small cat who broke my cable. That cat's name would be Thor. He's my troublemaker. And um, that's about it. Oh, there's no newsletter this week because this one is going to just be too big. I couldn't fit it. There's a limit on Substack of how much you can fit in. And I like to include the dialogue so people can read who don't want to listen and who don't want to click on the links. I can't do that. It wouldn't fit. It's just too much. I know from experience it's not going to fit. Plus, there was a bazillion. Like, they had everybody and their uncle on as a guest. So, that's how the night started. Midway through the five, that bomb drops and everybody freaks out. And I said to myself, I'm going to catch everything. I'm going to turn this into one big, long podcast. I'm going to make a Twitter thread out of it. I'm going to cut it up. I'm going to go with it. Let's do this. Um, I didn't do tweets as this was happening because I knew there's other accounts that would do that. And I figured I can't keep up with them with speed. They have better software than I have. So I'm just going to let them do it. And then I'll make my own crazy thing out of it. So that's how it started. (laughs) Everybody freaking out. So the first show after the five is Brett Bear. Special report. I don't normally cover Brett Bear. Special report. I do for special occasions like this. Special Report is, a again, a legitimate news program. It's a little bit more toned down, but even in this one, we get some crazy clips. Uh, there's a couple times, immediately, uh, they started quoting a statement that Trump put out, and you're going to hear that a little bit in this. So this is Brett Baer, 6 p.m., People are still trying to, like, get get together with, like, what the heck just happened. Brett, you know, I cover the Department of Justice, and right now we're told this does not affect the two DOJ investigations into the former president being run by special counsel Jack Smith. So I clipped that. Kind of a boring clip. That's David Spunt. He's a Fox correspondent out of D.C. I clipped that because he's basically saying, like, these other investigations into Trump, criminal, including criminal investigations— are not related to the case in New York City. I did that because I'm kind of saving that because everybody else on all of the other shows kept conflating all of these together. And they even said blatantly that the feds were somehow also working with Alvin Bragg, the DA in NYC. So, and they're not, there's no evidence that they are. These are separate investigations. So that again, because this is the regular legit news program, they actually sometimes tell the truth. Now, this next person you're going to hear is Jonathan Turley. He's a well-known Fox News legal analyst. It's Donald Trump. I mean, it's like trying to kill an orca by throwing him into the water. I mean, it, you know, he's obviously doing well in the polls because Alvin Bragg just gave him a proof positive that the criminal justice system is being politicized. But then the election becomes a very odd debate because a president, in my view, can give himself a pardon. And so the election could come down to how people feel about a self-pardon. Donald Trump could run in part on saying, I'm going to pardon myself and go after uh, the deep state. 
When Hillary Clinton created the Russia collusion hoax by inventing that fake dossier, which, you know, never was prosecuted as a campaign crime, people said, as the Russia collusion hoax unfolded, that we have to wait for the facts. That awakened an entire country to how politicized the Department of Justice had become and how we actually don't have to wait for them to go for hours and months and years on their political prosecutions, as they've done at the federal level, the state level, and now the local level. So that's Molly Hemingway's voice that you heard, the second voice there. And I included her because this is the first a real reference to Hillary Clinton. And we're going to keep hearing her name again, because why not? Let's go back to 2016. That makes sense. Um, and if you don't know anything about this case, it basically involves hush money that was paid uh, by Trump, kind of indirectly through his lawyer, Michael Cohen, to keep a woman who was a porn actress... Storm, who goes by the name of Stormy Daniels, to keep her quiet about an affair that Trump had with her. And there is some corroborating evidence. Uh, I'm not sure how Alvin Bragg was able, the DA of New York City, able to finagle this, but there was a grand jury. They met for months. They saw a bunch of evidence, and they decided, yes, let's go for it. Let's, let's go ahead and indict. I'm not sure how this is going to go. <laughs> I would agree with many who say that this is probably the strongest case against Trump. But again, Alvin Bragg is independent. He's acting on his own. He's not acting with the people in Georgia. He's not acting with the feds, with the special counsel. So he's he's doing it. I guess he thinks he has enough evidence, as do the people around him and the grand jury. Grand juries are easier, though, to get to say, yes, let's go for it, because you don't. It's, the bar is a lot lower for a grand jury. They, it's not the same as a trial. So that was Brett Bear. Now we get into Jesse Waters. Now, Jesse Waters, this made me laugh out loud because especially when I compared him to people later in the evening, the more seasoned host, it was clear to me that Jesse Waters had not prepared anything for this. Now, a lot of us saw this coming. It was very inevitable. There was a lot of buzz that, that Trump would be indicted. Trump would be indicted. Trump would be indicted. So it makes sense to, you know, sit down with your writers and, and make something like halfway written. I don't think Jesse Waters did that because he opened his show with a very brief monologue, five minutes, and then brought on Dan Bongino. Because if you're going to talk about a legal case and a former president, who else but Dan Bongino, a former Secret Service member, a former cop who has a show on Fox where he just basically yells at people. Now, Bongino does not make the final cut, <laughs> so I, it's funny that I'm even mentioning him, but I just thought it was funny because I was like, what are you doing? That's the first person you have on? I, he just didn't say anything that was worth cutting. He just yelled and was, like, all upset. The, the first voice you're going to hear with Jesse Waters is a man by the name of Mike Davis of Article 3, whatever the heck that is. He harasses Kat over at Media Matters quite a bit. I scolded him for this because it's creepy because she's... 24 years old. So uh, this is Jesse Waters basically having a meltdown condensed to about two minutes. Democrats are branding Trump as a criminal, along with the 74 million people who voted for him. Now that Alvin Bragg got a million dollars from George Soros, who became his political puppet, to bring in a disbarred felon of an attorney and a former stripper as their star witnesses here, this is... Timing right. reeks. You have... You're kind of on the precipice of a little mini recession. The market's a little shaky right now. Tons of layoffs. Big spring offensive 
about to happen in Ukraine. Russia does look like they have momentum there. The Chinese are aligning with our former allies in the Middle East. A lot of people are moving to the Wan. Last week, you had bank records coming out that said that the president lied and he, his family did get paid millions by Chinese communist spies. All of this is happening. And a couple of days ago, you had a trans mass shooter. And then all of a sudden, Hillary Clinton paid for the Steele dossier that ripped this country apart. She used it as a legal expense, and the feds actually fined her for it. Nobody prosecuted Hillary. Nobody went after Hillary. Donald Trump extended his lead, especially in that last Fox News poll. There was a rally around the flag effect as the rumors of the indictment swirled. I, I can't imagine his numbers just explode after this. Would you see the same thing happening? I'm sure there was coordination between the Justice Department and the DA's office. Thank you very much, So Senator. does Jesse Waters have any evidence that there was coordination between the feds and this uh, New York City district attorney absolutely not but he's going to go ahead and say it why not he's on fox news they don't bother to check anything so this next voice you're going to hear is clay and before anybody says i'm making that up well there'd be the dominion defamation lawsuit that i think <laughs> i feel very confident in saying that that they don't necessarily fact check anything so this next uh, clip you're going to hear is clay travis he does like a podcast called Outkick that's like sports related. So of course, you know, he makes sense. Have him come on. Uh, and the comment he says just made me fall over laughing. 20 years ago, Jesse, we had Bill Clinton sitting at the Resolute desk uh, getting treated to a, uh, a fun time. I'm trying to think how to say it uh, by Monica Lewinsky lying about it in office. Nothing happens to him. He remains president. Now we're going to. So if you're of a certain age, you can see why I found that funny. Yeah, nothing happened to uh, President Clinton. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He only, you know, lost his uh, law license for five years, couldn't practice for five years, and he was impeached, and the entire country was obsessed and dominated with that case for months, months, and it permanently damaged his reputation and legacy along with his wife's. But yeah, noth nothing happened to him. Nothing. Nobody ever brings it up. Ever. Never brings it up. <laughs> like you just did. Okay. So, yeah. We're Soros gave this guy a clean mill, Bragg. Yeah. If you're a big heavyweight donor like that, you can hop on the phone with Alvin. They call him Fat Alvin. And say, hey, how's the Trump case looking? And dangle more cash in front of his face. Well, if you can do this to a former president and a future president who's a billionaire, they can do this to any American. This so I included both of those because that's, those are going to be repeated throughout the rest of the night. And the idea that if they go after Trump, they can go after anybody. They'll go after you, which doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, number one was the uh, idea that George Soros gave the DA of New York City, Alvin Bragg, a million dollar donation. That is not true. This has been corrected. Jun Judd Legum, who I've used before as a source, reported on this. They gave uh, Soros, his foundation, gave Color of Change a million dollars. And that is another foundation. And they gave, uh, in turn, Alvin Bragg some of that. We, I'm not sure exactly how much. But Soros says, no, I don't really know Alvin Bragg. I haven't worked with Alvin Bragg. So th this idea that... They are going to act like um, Alvin Bragg is doing the bidding of George Soros. And we're probably going to hear this for weeks, if not months. 
they've been saying it, but they're, they're, they're going to ramp that up. It's not true. It's not based in any actual evidence. So, um, so n- now we're going to move on to Tucker Carlson, and you can believe that this is going to get weird. I'm not going to introduce every single voice because there's too many of them, but you can just imagine, again, Tucker Carlson. So obviously this indictment is something brand new, the beginning of something, but it's also the culmination of something, the culmination of an effort to make certain that Donald Trump is never elected president again. The FBI worked with the Clinton campaign to spread false allegations that the president had been colluding with the government of Russia. Democrats can attack police officers and seize control of the Tennessee State House. They did that today, and no one's going to go to jail. Trans-Biden voters can execute Christian children, and the Biden White House will explain that actually the trans community, the transgenderists, are the real victim. You know- so I'll briefly explain that. There was a protest in Tennessee um, by people who were pushing for more gun control. It was, it was a fairly aggressive protest, and he's turned that into them taking over the government. Okay, whatever. And then he's, of course, referring to the uh, mass shooter in Nashville. Uh, and unfortunately, yes, that person uh, identified as trans, and that is incredibly sad. That horrible, horrible tragedy. And I, I have no pity for the shooter. Um, I just feel bad that the rest of the trans community is getting lumped into this, and that's not really fair because, like, ninety-eight percent of all mass shooters are just cisgender men. You know, they would identify as straight men. So this idea that one person does something horrible now will lump an entire category of people into that is very unfair. Um, But that's, I just wanted to give that reference because if you didn't know that backstory about Tennessee, that might not make a ton of sense. But here's the rest of the clip. It almost feels like they're pushing the population to react. We think they're demoralized and passive. Let's see if they really are. I mean, at, at what point do we conclude they're doing this in order to produce a reaction? It's not about Trump. It's about every American who's represented by Trump in the system. That's exactly who they're coming after. Uh, They don't like our Judeo-Christian founding. That's why they don't like the founding fathers. That's why they want to overthrow the Constitution that is laced with biblical values and biblical principles. They want a Marxist, godless, communist country. Okay, that voice is Jason Whitlock. He was uh, a sportscaster, but he kind of went off the deep end, and now he's a very, very far-right political, uh, you know, pundit, I guess. And I just found that very crazy, because he's talking about Donald J. Trump paid off a porn star that he had an affair with when he was married, and his wife had just had a baby. That's some of the backstory. And they're coming, like, they, I guess, the evil government, is coming after Trump because they don't like Judeo-Christian values. All right, then. Here we go. Now we're going to go down another path with another far-right pundit of sorts, and he starts talking about nuclear, but not actual nuclear weapons, proverbial nuclear weapons. How weird this gets. We have to decide and commit to the policy of mutually assured destruction, Democrats are launching nukes at us. We better decide we're launching nukes back at them until they stop, in which one side gets the entire legal system thrown at it, go to jail, and the other one gets to skate free. And if you don't fight it, and if you just accept it, we will slouch our way into a one-party state, one-party system, which ultimately ends up in authoritarianism. Yeah, probably not the best time to give up your AR-15. And I think most people know that. Um, Ned Ryan, thank you so much. Tucker Carlson kind of swallowed that last comment. He does this a lot when he says something kind of outrageous. What he just said was, 
probably not the best time to give up your AR-15. They, on the left, that is a religion, and I think they look at Trump as Satan. Yes. And it, if you got to get rid of Satan and or Hitler, then you just do what you got to do. It does feel like the population is being pushed into a corner for a reason. I'm not just imagining that. I feel like it's to get them to react so that the government can now swoop in and do a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because everybody who reacts to this is going to be a white supremacist. And remember, we told you that white supremacy is the biggest problem this country faces. So that is the comedian Adam Carolla, because that, again, makes a ton of sense to have him come on and talk about this. Not a legal expert or anything or a lawyer. No. Have a comedian come on and have that comedian basically say, it's a powder keg and we're making a self-fulfilling prophecy that white supremacists will start writing. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I'm kind of reading into basically what he just said there, but that's kind of what he just said there. Now, if that's not crazy enough, if you're... This, I'm about to play the really crazy clip. This, Tucker Carlson had Glenn Beck on his show. Glenn Beck, who has a long history of being an on, you know, on-air pundit who says absolutely bonkers things, and he's about to go there. Buckle up. This is Glenn Beck. That means a dollar collapse. That yes. means we become Venezuela. We will have war with China. We will have war with Russia and Iran. Uh, we have the restrict bill. We have social media and our NSA and everybody else in bed with each other, silencing people. We, of course, have the raccoon dogs, which we all know is bullcrap. Um, and now this week we have a new uh, gun grab that they're trying to do. Um, Biden and his family taking money from the Chinese. What do you think this Donald Trump thing is really all about? What this is all about, I believe, is trying to inflame this country. Is in, it, they've wanted violence from the right from the beginning. They can't yeah. wait it. They need it. Because if we strike out, I'm going to make a prediction. By 2025, we are going to be at war. We are going to have a new dollar, a currency that it probably is coming from the central bank. We'll have a currency collapse uh, and we will live in a virtual police state. I know that might sound crazy to a lot of people. It's not far off. Donald Trump is not even a person anymore. He is a symbol. He is a symbol of the average everyday guy that keeps getting screwed every single time. Watches other people screw up big banks, screw up their companies and get away with it. He's, they see people all the time doing stuff that they know if they did, they'd be in prison for 20 years. But because they're not part of the elite, they get away with it. Donald Trump has taken arrow after arrow, and that's why this is the way the average American feels tonight. You're not going to stop a hundred million people. This country is in shambles, and there's going to be a hundred million people that will walk on broken glass and through fire to vote for someone other than this corrupt banana republic administration. So I'll sort of describe a moment there where he said, this is how those voters feel. He pulled out a MAGA hat and put it on his head very dramatically. Like, this is how they feel. And then I 
I did think the 100 million people was a bit humorous because, like, what are you talking about? I, he didn't get 100 million votes. No matter what you say, he didn't. There's no evidence of that uh, last election. And uh, I, again, I would say that a lot of people are kind of getting sick of this constant drama and moderate and independent voters are probably less likely to vote for him considering all of this, but whatever. Go ahead and tell yourself that. But the other thing that I think is very interesting, and this is part of the whole MAGA philosophy, the cult, I'm going to say cult, cult um, movement, is the idea that a man born into great wealth, um, who inherited a huge amount of money, who bought properties that are enormous in New York City, is not part of the elite. He's a normal everyman just like you, because I guess he eats at McDonald's and, and, and speaks crassly. I don't know. And that he is fighting against the elite. Uh, and and he's just like everybody, just like every working stiff. There's no evidence of that, really, because his like, tax policy was all for rich people. And um, he profited greatly when he was president, yada, yada, yada. So... Those two Tucker Carlson, you know, we have Tucker and then we just have two minutes worth of the Glenn Beck rant. We now move into Sean Hannity, where things get a little bit more normal. Russia, Russia, Russia. The Mueller hoax. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Impeachment hoax one. Impeachment hoax two. The illegal and unconstitutional Mar-a-Lago raid. And now this. In other words, you show me the man and guess what? I'll find the crime. And that was the mantra of the former Soviet Union. It was Nazi Germany. That was Soviet Union. That was communist China, where you pick the target, the person you don't like, the political opponent, and then you find the crime. So that's Trump's current lawyer. And uh, kind of like Michael Cohen a little bit. But anyway, <laughs> that's uh, Trump's current lawyer. The next one you're going to hear is Alan Dershowitz. And this clip is priceless and i had to put it in i just had to put it in because i was like wow that it's whoo these people have no self-awareness you talk about elite and like out of it like that is most of the people who are guests on fox news so alan dershowitz is a very famous attorney controversial attorney this clip is gold but can you imagine a judge or a juror coming home to their wife and family and friends and saying i'm the man i'm the woman who let Donald Trump off. Nobody would ever speak to them again. What happened to me on Martha's Vineyard would be nothing compared that would happen to a judge or a juror who was held responsible for allowing, according to Manhattanites, the most dangerous man in America to go free and run for president. So Alan Dershowitz famously said that um, for aligning himself with Trump, that people were rude to him on Martha's Vineyard. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. There's Americans who can't buy food right now. But you know what? People were sort of cold to you at Martha's Vineyard. How can you go on? Really? How can you go on? I mean, wow. Maybe you should do GoFundMe for that. And Anyway. So from the time my father went down that escalator, we got subpoena after subpoena. We would have people like Alvin Bragg and Letitia James and so many others go out and campaign on the promise to take down a person. Hillary Clinton, who was deleting 33,000 emails while under congressional subpoena part, I went into literally CVS the other day, and you can't buy Tylenol because it's locked behind these glass counters because there's so much theft and there's so much looting, there's so much homelessness and crime. You have women, again, who are getting thrown in front of subway trains in New York. You have homelessness that's rampant. You have crime that's rampant. 
people don't care about this issue. There was Eric Trump, the kind of less obnoxious adult son of Donald J. Trump. I, I People were kind of joking about the Tylenol line because it's been like that for years, Eric. That's not new. Um, and, and we're going to go back to Hillary again. And then again, it was all about like, let's talk about other things because we can't really talk about this indictment. So we're going to just go back to 2016 and then Hunter Biden. And it's all over the place. But we're going to go right back to Sean Hannity. Hillary Clinton got a pass. Hillary Clinton, of course, deleted 33,000 deleted emails. No prosecutor would ever prosecute, James Coleman infamously said. Uh, then, of course, the dirty dossier that was used by the FBI in the 2016 election. By the way, I bet you Hunter Biden's watching tonight. And I'll tell you this, that if you, Eric Trump, did what Hunter Biden has done in his life, I guarantee you that the FBI had that information since 2019. Uh, you would be wearing an orange jumpsuit tonight. No, Sean, I bet Hunter Biden is not watching your show because it's dropped in the ratings considerably. Now, you can't hear it. It was very subtle. I picked it up when I was editing that during Hannity's show, there was a protester in the audience. It was It's too subtle to play this because you, you kind of have to see it and hear it to get it. But during one of his clips... He has like a live audience sometimes now and it's in New York City and they let anybody in. So people have been infiltrating this audience. And during one of the clips, the camera actually panned to, I believe it was Lindsey Graham. And they just wouldn't pull off of Lindsey Graham and they cut the audio in the studio. But you, for, brief, for a brief second, you heard somebody screaming about like, this, what happened is right. This was the right. They literally screaming. And then they briefly cut back to the studio audience and you could hear everybody in the audience yelling. I wish I could have shared that with you, but it was so subtle. You kind of have to see it because you have to see what the camera work is doing too to kind of get it. It's very subtle. Only happens for a few seconds, but it's happened before. That's what I do. So this next section is, it starts with Mark Levin, who's a very, it's also from Hannity. He's just, and he was a phone interview. It's a little hard to hear. I'll explain. This is a battle where the Democrat Party has now dragged the country into tyranny. The Democrat Party is the party of Frost. It's the party of Stalin. It doesn't believe that babies that are born should be protected after they're born, that it's a choice. This is a party that is out of control. Their DAs are out of control. Alvin Bragg should be disbarred. The guy that's running the investigation in Washington, D.C., his family is loaded with Obama Democrats. Jack the Ripper Smith, his ass to be dragged in front of a committee of Congress, whether he likes it or not. Find me vote. Everybody yeah. says find me vote. That doesn't mean it's illegal. Then you've got the jerk in Washington, D.C. So a couple of things that were a little hard to hear there. He said Pravda, which that's a reference to communism. He's basically saying this is a communist state, which they do that all the time. But there was a lot of Stalin talk. Hitler, we did. We heard Hitler in a previous clip. So this is how far they were taking it. Everything was just complete extremes. The sky is falling. You know, we can't have this. The chances of Donald J. Trump going to prison over this is very, very slim. Um, it may not even stick. It might even get tossed from court. It's hard to know. But they complete and utter freak out. Um, so this next guest that we're about to hear... This is this is a choice clip. This is Senator Lindsey Graham. And you can't see it. I'll describe this. He visibly had tears in his eyes. And I don't mean to laugh at a man crying or anyone crying. 
But I'll just play the clip. It's kind of, I mean, it is a little funny to, to cry over this. We're crying over this. Okay, we're crying over this, but Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham, is crying over this. Here's the clip. They tried to destroy Kavanaugh because they wanted to keep the Supreme Court seat open. They're trying to destroy Donald Trump because they fear him at the ballot box. To the conservatives out there, make sure you vote. If you got friends, make sure they vote. If you don't have any friends, go make some friends. But you need to help this man, Donald J. Trump, they're trying to drain him dry. He spent more money on lawyers than most people spend on campaigns. They're trying to bleed him dry. DonaldJTrump.com. Go tonight. Give the president some money to fight this bullshit. This is going to destroy America. We're going to fight back at the ballot box. We're not going to give in. How does this end, Sean? Trump wins in court, and he wins the election. Yeah, he, was, he, shilled, he actually mentioned his website three times. Three times. <laughs> DonaldJTrump.com. <laughs> Donald J. Trump. They're bleeding him dry. They're, ble they're bleeding him dry. They're bleeding him dry. Give all of your money to a billionaire because he had an affair with a porn star. And that porn star said, I'm going to tell the press. And he gave her money and then... There are some things that happened because of how the money was spent and where it went that it wasn't legal. And then they're crushing him. Okay, I'm not the best Lindsey Graham impression, but I, I mean, if somebody dies, cry. If something horrible happens, cry. But the president being indicted over a, something like this, I don't, former president. I don't know. I don't, I, I, you know, like I have politicians I was big fans of. I don't, I don't think, I don't think I would be moved to tears over this. I don't, I just would go, Oh, well, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. What are you, what are they doing? I really don't think it would move me to tears. Sorry. I'm mock, I'm mocking Lindsey Graham for crying. I'm a horrible person. Or is, what the hell does Donald J. Trump have on Lindsey Graham? Cause he used to not like Trump. And then all of a sudden he's become like his fierce defender. I, you know, I'm, I question that. Tucker Carlson hates him too. Hates him. I hate Tucker Carlson. So what? It, what would that mean? Like me hating Tucker, uh, Tucker hating Lindsay. Me just making fun of Lindsay. Put the three of us in a room together. Like, would it blow up? Would it explode? What would happen? So this next person is Jason Chaffetz, and he says something that again is repeated, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. This idea that by doing this, they're sort of. Uh, just tempting, tempting riots or something or, or civil unrest or violence. It's not, this is not good talk. Not good. Not good. Bait to have MAGA Republicans overreact to, to, to incite some sort of violence or outlash or outlash. I just think that they, what about Hillary Clinton who paid 10 million plus dollars with the Democrats to create a false document to go after the president of the United States in a, in a presidential election. Okay, I could go into 20 minutes about the dossier, but uh, they are misrepresenting what happened there. Uh, yes, Hillary Clinton paid for part of it. She actually paid a fine for that because uh, some of that stuff wasn't done correctly. But she did not start the funding of the dossier. It was actually started by uh, Republicans who were never Trumpers. It's a lot. It's again, I could go down so many rabbit holes. There's just so much stuff that was said that's not accurate. Now, the next person we're going to hear is Larry Elder. He also says a, a bunch of things that are not 
accurate. Hillary, private server in the basement, clearly a violation of the Espionage Act. No prosecution, as has been pointed out. Again, I could go 20 minutes just explaining how that, what he just said is incorrect, but that is incorrect. She was not in violation of the Espionage Act by having a private server. So I could spend a half hour on that. Now, next person is Tommy Laren, and this is, again, another theme you're going to keep hearing. This is going to, they're going to ride this one into the sun. I think, thanks to Alvin Bragg, you just looked at our 2024 Republican presidential nominee. So that was, again, pushed repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. The idea that by in- indicting Trump, you will only make him stronger and his base will grow and by leaps and bounds and he will be guaranteed you just gave him the presidency. It's over. They pushed that a lot. I don't know how successful they would be with moderate or independent voters again based on how could you handle all this crazy. But okay, sure. Um, And they're certainly not going to bring over any Democrats. I can tell you that much. The other thing that they're going to, they kept pushing, and I had too many clips to include, this idea of election interference. Election interference is something that Trump is now saying in his rallies. Trump is now saying in the interview with Sean Hannity. And now everybody's repeating this throughout the Fox universe. Election interference. What that means is now we can't investigate people who are running for president. This is probably why Trump announced his um, candidacy so early. This idea that if we investigate him, we're somehow uh, messing up an election, which is not until 2024. And so therefore we can't touch him. We cannot criticize him. We can't do anything. It's no, there's no legal basis in that whatsoever. And of course you can, he's not uh, the president. He's a candidate. And of course you can investigate the candidate. And I also think it's hilarious that they have complete amnesia that the entire time that Hillary Rodham Clinton was running for president, they were screaming, investigate her and lock her up. So I guess when it's a Democrat, it's okay to investigate and lock a person up. But when it's a Republican, how dare you? How dare you clutch your pearls? As I say, that's a regular... I haven't done that one in a while, but clutch your pearls, clutch your pearls when they get a, yeah, anyway. So <laughs> the next clip is we finally made it to the end. Laura Ingram from the Ingram Angle. It's toned down a little bit, but she's also ramping up that, you know, we're going to have violence. We're going to have violence. We're going to have violence, but in a slightly more subtle way. Hunting Trump, destroying America. That's the focus of tonight's angle. Absolutely. Uh, it seems like Bragg is right, you know, preparing his campaign to run for governor here. But I think what is what is going to be interesting is whether or not independents and moderates are willing mm-hmm. to say, look, I might not like Donald Trump, but the kind of Stalinization of the American criminal justice system is too much for me. In the short term, Donald Trump is going to be in a much better spot in the Republican nomination because of this. But this is a terrible day for our country. Yeah, you're right. It's like Stalin's purges. Right. That's what we're seeing right now. Uh, it seems to leave a nation on the edge as we witness the Sorosification of the criminal justice system in this country. Remember, Soros gave Alvin Bragg a million dollars. Again, it's of- almost like they're trying to it's almost like they're trying to incite some type of of bad reaction on the part of the American people by kind of dragging this out. I don't. Critics tonight argue that we are being tested in the very crucible of war, a war of and against, perhaps, our values and history. And where we go from here is anyone's guess tonight. 
You want to know why they hired 87,000 IRS agents? Because they want to do this to every American in this country. And I think what they're hoping is that um, they can provoke another January 6th. Um, this is their, their ardent desire. Now, you heard the panel uh, mention a moment ago, and they were right. The left is warning that we could see another January 6th moment as people react to this buildup of the Trump indictment. Now, I will add that Laura Ingram, to her credit, did say throughout her broadcast more than once, she said stuff like, don't commit violence, don't take the bait, don't fall for it, remain peaceful, go ahead and protest. She did do that. Her um, cohorts of Jesse Waters, Tucker Carlson, and Sean Hannity did not do that. So I'll give her that. Um, She was a little bit more, even though she, I mean, that wasn't very subtle, but she was a little bit more toned down. Um, that was the evening, uh, and I'm going to do some type of mock-up something for, uh, the newsletter version, which will probably come out tomorrow. I did, it was just too big to put this in a newsletter because it's way too much dialogue. It was eight clips and they were two minutes long. So you can't fit that in a Substack. So I'll, I'll give you guys something for the written version and just tell people to listen to the podcast if they want. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support this podcast, again, you can go to my Patreon Thank you so much for my new Patreon supporters. If it's just a one-time Patreon, that's great. If you're regular supporters, also great. Uh, I'm thankful for anything. Thank you to all my new uh, paid subscribers. And I got a lot of new, just general subscribers. Thank you guys so much. My cats, Odin and Thor, also thank you, even though Thor breaks everything in my apartment, including my microphone, which is why I sound a little different, a little tinnier right now. But thank you so much for listening. I will see you at the next podcast, which will be Monday night, which will probably get posted really early in the morning on Tuesday. Thank you so much. And I I want to just add, I think Fox is just getting started with this. I think it's going to get crazier and crazier on that network. Here we go.